Hey there Bagels, Toasty here from Games with Toasty and today I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to turn my attentions away from the games industry for a change and instead focus on something that's very very close to my heart, that being mental health and how the NHS is failing in its duty of care to those who are most in need. We'll call this off-brand toast because obviously this is completely different and has nothing to do with gaming at all. It is entirely to do with more serious things that aren't necessarily on brand. It would be easy to assume that the issues that the NHS are facing is because of the global pandemic that is currently going on and that COVID has done quite the number on the service and it simply can't be helped. This assumption would be incorrect, however, as the vast amount of the story I am about to tell occurred pre-COVID. The NHS has been underperforming for quite some time, and I want to shine a light on that. In order to do this, I need to get quite personal. This is entirely my experience and how this has affected me personally. This might not be everyone's experience, although from conversations with people across the country who won't be named, my experiences, in some degree, have been shared by quite a few people. So without further ado, let's get into it. I've, I have had issues with my mental health for well over 10 years now. I was initially and wrongly diagnosed with depression as a late teen and was put on a medication for roughly six years. Depression is a fairly common condition that, that affects swaths of the population for various lengths of time. GPs can absolutely diagnose the condition and are very, very quick to medicate you. On the surface, this might seem fine, but medication is not a cure for depression. It's usually just a stabilizer, a suppressant. The idea is to put you on some meds and then check up on you at regular intervals to make sure it's all working as intended and then slowly wean you off them when things start picking up again. The honest truth is that this is not what happens. What happens is that they medicate you and then leave you to your own devices and then when that medication stops working, which is a common occurrence, and in my case it always stopped working, they would either up the dosage or change the medication. In my case, the latter turned out to be incredibly dangerous since I was misdiagnosed and I'll touch on why that's so dangerous in a little bit. In my mid-twenties, I was starting to have some pretty serious memory issues. This was impacting my work at the time as well as my social life and my relationships. I took this to my GP and they recommended I come off my medication slowly and see how I function without meds. It took about six years for this weaning process to start, but now that I was having side effects that were severe enough, they thought it was about time to start that process. This is where my story really starts though. My depression did go away, and it went away for months, maybe even a year. It was a state of euphoria. Everything got better. I found my forever person, I got a new job that actually paid well, and even colours, like literal colours, looked better. It was a great time to be alive, I lost loads of weight, and I thought I was cured. Spoiler, 
I was not cured. This was not a good sign in hindsight. This state ended very abruptly. I went from euphoric to suicidal overnight. I was angry and hated everyone and everything around me, including myself. I spoke to my partner and we agreed that maybe my depression had come back. So I went to the GP, he gave me some new medication and things went from bad to worse, but in a totally different way. As I alluded to earlier, I don't have depression. I actually have bipolar. Bipolar is often misunderstood, but one of the key symptoms of bipolar is mania, which is a euphoric, almost crazy hyperactivity and, well, happiness, obsession. Nobody goes to the GP because they are the happiest they've ever been. So me going to the GP because I was sad resulted in yet another misdiagnosis of depression and therefore medication. So far, this hasn't been the fault of the NHS and it hasn't been the fault of the GP. That will change. So the medication I was on caused me to enter a near permanent state of mania. Mania, despite it sounding better than depression, I mean, what's wrong with being so jubilant that you couldn't imagine ever being sad again? Well, on the extreme end, you could think that killing yourself is the best idea ever and then nothing on earth will ever convince you it's not. Mania is seriously dangerous and even more so when exacerbated by medication that you shouldn't be on. I didn't just get happy, I went insane. People stopped being real to me. I developed a god complex. I could hear voices. I was constantly haunted by the sounds of screaming babies. I was convinced I could hear insects inside of our walls crawling at all times during the day. My mind was going so fast I couldn't hear what people were saying because I was too focused on changing the world or some other obsession that struck my fancy. I couldn't sleep because every time I did, there was a lightning storm of flashing white lights that kept me awake. This elevated mental activity had its upsides. It worked wonders at work. I was quite literally doing a team's worth of work per day by myself. But this level of hyperactive, obsessive, unrestrained activity can't last forever and I started to break down, not just mentally, but physically. I was forgetting to eat, I was forgetting to even breathe. I would blink and an hour had passed and I had no memory of what was going on, only that I had done an inhuman amount of work. I was sweating, could barely breathe and my heart was racing and I couldn't talk anymore. This point in my life was probably the most scared I've ever been and it lasted for months because nobody would listen. And this is where the NHS started to truly fail. I went to my GP, totally manic, speaking 1000 miles per hour, my brain going 10 times that. I needed help and in response, the GP turned me away. I was ushered out of the GP because they thought I was high on some sort of drug and was dangerous. I wasn't dangerous and I wasn't on, and I wasn't on any drugs that they didn't prescribe to me. You see, GPs can't diagnose bipolar. You need someone more qualified, a specialist, to get that diagnosis. In fact, when you're being treated for bipolar, your GP won't see you in relation to your bipolar. And for the most part, at all, they don't know how to manage the condition. GPs, however, are the gatekeepers to treatment. In order to get seen by a specialist, a GP needs to make a referral. My GP just kicked me out because she didn't recognize the telltale signs of mania. She didn't know that the medication I was on 
is a medication that should never be given to someone with bipolar. It took months of trying, complaints, and three more GPs before someone would actually listen to me. And then I was put on a waiting list. A waiting list that was 12 months long. Nobody had realized, including me, that my medication was part of the issue. So I sat there, rapidly losing my mind for months, and then it all went catastrophically wrong. My mental health deteriorated rapidly. I started to get ideas in my head, which in mania is never a good idea. I had a rough childhood, and that trauma was resurfacing and I couldn't get it out of my head. It was a film reel of abuse that would play over and over again. That god complex that I was bringing from before, that started to get mixed in, and then I started getting thoughts of righteous punishments that started to swirl around my head. How dare these people continue to live their lives whilst I sit here and suffer due to their actions. I'm sure you can tell where these thoughts were going and how dangerous those thoughts are. In a brief moment of clarity, or as clear as I could possibly be in this state, I walked out of work and called the initial response team or the crisis team and spilled my guts over the phone. This finally resulted in me being fast-tracked from this 12-month waiting list and to be seen immediately by a professional who, whilst he was unable to diagnose me then and there, was able to recognize the symptoms and give me a preliminary diagnosis and immediately took me off my medication. I wasn't weaned off, it was an immediate cold turkey. I was then home sectioned because there was no beds in hospital and then sedated to in an attempt to prevent me from dropping into a ginormous depression after coming down from months upon months of mania. Now you might think that this is where things started to look up, but in reality they weren't. I was referred to a unit who would work with me to get a diagnosis and they started pumping me full of medication whilst I waited for said diagnosis and also some cognitive treatment for a second preliminary diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. That waiting list was also 12 months. Perpetually 12 months to boot. Regardless of how long I was on that list, I was always 12 months away from seeing someone who would actually help me make a more permanent change to how my brain functioned and processed the world. You might have heard that antidepressants can have some pretty horrible side effects, but bipolar medication just hits differently. My first medications caused me to sleep for roughly 16 hours a day, and I was required to have my blood checked on a regular basis to make sure the medication I wasn't on wasn't actually killing me. I was then removed from that medication, because it was, and put on another medication. Each time the side effects were hell. I had to check for fatal rashes on the regular, go for blood tests all the time, and even deal with my hair falling out, amongst other things. Medication just wasn't going well, and there was no sign of any other help on the horizon. I also went through a handful of doctors, which is anyone who's been in any kind of mental health, counseling, or anything kind of like that, is actually hell because you have to constantly repeat yourself. You feel like nobody is listening and that you are forever at square one. I also cycled through a handful of nurses who would check on me regularly. And again, this just feels like you're always at square one. The worst part is 
I would sometimes go months without seeing or hearing from anyone. It was like I was being abandoned and nobody was willing to tell me why. I was self-harming on the regular. I had carved my emotions into my arms and tried to gouge out my own eyes. It was a bad time and fuck if anyone gave a shit at this point. Now you might be thinking, why didn't I just call them? Why didn't I contact or reach out to them to see what was going on with my care? And again, you're, you're coming from a perspective of someone who is normal or with someone who's got a brain that processes information in a logical way. Bipolar isn't like this and borderline personality disorder is not like this. I didn't want to ask for more help because I didn't feel I deserved it or that I'd been abandoned. There was so many thoughts going through my head and asking for more help was not one of them because I was getting help and I just wasn't good enough to get better help. And that's all I could think about. Eventually, my mood did balance out temporarily. I went from radical highs and lows to about a month or two of relative harmony. This was what can only be described as bliss. One of the common issues with bipolar is that you have a mood-based amnesia, almost. When you are in a state of depression, you can't necessarily remember how you felt or even the thoughts you thought when you were in any other mood. And this is the same with mania. When you are manic, you can't remember ever being sad. You can't remember conversations or feelings or, or even vast chunks of time when you weren't manic. You just think that you went, you just think you've been consistently manic for years because all those depressive bouts are removed from your memory. You can't remember them. And this is the, the cycle of bipolar. It's it's a it's a constant it's a it's a constant hamster wheel of not knowing what's even real. And when you finally hit that also rare harmony where you are just balanced and you are not manic and you are not depressed and you are just in the middle and you can remember everything and it is heartbreaking to go through but you f can finally feel alive and real you know that everything you felt was real and you can remember all the things that you'd forgotten from both sides of this pendulum and that's when they removed me from the service completely I no longer had a doctor I had no nurse I had no medication I, I had just been taken off a random medication prior to the service ending. I protested the decision because this is bipolar. This harmony will end. This is a temporary state that is fantastic to experience but is not going to last. It will never last. That is the nature of bipolar. All of this fell on deaf ears. I was quite literally abandoned this time and I just had to deal with it. And deal with it I did. I had my ups, I had my downs, I had my super downs, but nobody was there to help. I didn't feel like I could go to anyone for help because I already had help and that help I decided I wasn't worth their time. Six months pass and the straw finally lands and the camel's back breaks. Thankfully, before I could cause any real harm, I called the crisis team 
from a corner under my desk and begged for someone to help. The whole time, banging my head against the wall. Hours pass and then finally someone gets back to me and they say that the GP, the GP, will be in touch tomorrow. The GP who can't help. The next day rolls around and as I was promised, the GP called, although it wasn't the GP, it was the receptionist. She gave me an urgent appointment to talk to the GP over the phone and that appointment was in seven days time. Seven days isn't an urgent appointment, especially when the day before I was trying to ram my head through a brick wall. But anyway, when the GP finally called, he had no idea why he was calling. He didn't realize it was urgent and he hadn't checked my file. He didn't know who I was or what was wrong with me or anything that I'd been through or the or the help that I'd had previously. So I had to give him another doctor a rundown of what had happened in the last in the last week, what had happened across the last few years, and and he went away. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything, which is what I was telling the people on the phone. So he went away to get advice from someone who was qualified to help. Not to get this qualified person to talk to me, because that would be too hard. He would have to, he went away to talk to someone so he could relay the information. He'd became a middleman and a woefully unprepared one at that. So once again, they call back and they try to put me on medication that I had already been on and it had been deemed not good for me in the past because you know this stuff can kill you. So obviously the GP not knowing what to do because the advice he was given was wrong because the professional who he had contacted hadn't checked my file either. He went away and days passed with no word. I call up the GP again still waiting for somebody to bloody help me for the breakdown that happened almost two weeks ago at this point and it turns out the doctor had went on holiday for three weeks and hadn't even sent away the referral for advice or pass on my urgent case to anyone. The nurse practitioner called me the same day. This was the best they could do and as much as I appreciate nurse practitioners and how they are usually much better than doctors at actually listening to you, she was even less qualified than the doctor to actually help. But, thankfully, she was way more receptive to the idea of helping. She took on my case and sent all the referrals off and actually did her job, which I am incredibly grateful for. Unfortunately, my issues are still ongoing. They haven't been resolved as of this recording. It has been almost three years since my bipolar issues started to surface and the treatment I've received has been so subpar it would be comical if it wasn't actually dangerous. Never before have I felt so alone and so unlistened to. I felt like a guinea pig when I was a part of the service and I felt like a pariah when I was trying to get access to it. The NHS mental health services 
are woefully bad. People shouldn't have to go through years of of terrible treatment, year-long waiting lists, and numerous hurdles just to be seen. That treatment should never have been removed because someone with a fluctuating mood disorder had their mood fluctuate. It was an absolute shambles and something needs to be done. People need to stand up and say their piece. In this country, it is a taboo to dare question or criticise our NHS. By doing so, you are the enemy of the people. You are attacking the hardworking staff who make up our most precious of services. We must clap for this service and pay respects at all times. But no, I refuse. I will not clap for a service that is so inept in its role that the act of getting help could literally result in that person dying because it took too long for someone to care enough to actually do their job adequately. I refuse to celebrate a service and ignore their faults because they did something good during COVID. If anything, they butchered their already subpar mental health services during this pandemic, which is a travesty in and of itself. And mental health awareness? What a crock of shite that is. Just a bunch of clout chasers pretending to care about something that in reality nobody cares about. Even the services that are designed to help. Doctors are so unaware of mental health that they kick you out and fail to spot potentially dangerous medication. How the hell is Joe Public going to be aware of any of this? How are they supposed to ever truly understand what it's like to be anyone with a mental health condition if even the qualified people who are there to help you don't understand it? All, all of this baggage falls onto the families and the friends of the people with these issues. They aren't equipped to deal with someone with bipolar or borderline or extreme depression or any other mix of mental health conditions. They're not supposed to deal with that. That's something a professional needs to deal with. They can't help you. And what happens is they, these relationships fall down, they break apart and it makes everything worse. It, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't fall onto the loved ones of someone with these conditions to care for that person as, as a way of replacing professional help. It, it, it shouldn't be that way, but this is what happens. Now, I apologize for getting quite almost angry. Okay, not even almost, for getting actually angry during the recording of this. I, I tried to record this and try and stay neutral or, or not get overly emotional, but I couldn't. I'm pissed off. I'm really, I'm still foaming at just at this whole situation and that's just my story and I'm far from alone. More needs to be done and people in similar positions need to speak up. You aren't alone and the NHS needs to be better. It's as simple as that. Anyway, if you made it to the end, then thanks for listening from the bottom of my heart. You are the, you are the true heroes here. You are the ones who are listening to the stories of a ranting and raving madman who wants things to be better. And you're the kind of people who are trying to be aware of mental health the 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 true people who actually care about mental health 
like I, like I said, this kind of content won't be common, but I felt like it had to be said. I needed to share my story as a way of hopefully encouraging others to do the same. Now, I am quite literally exhausted from all of this memory trolling, so I'll catch you next time, but in the meantime, please feel free to drop me a comment or DM me on Twitter. They're always open, and that's at Games of Toasty. So if you want a natter, hit me up. I'm always there to natter back, essentially. So anyway, I'll catch you next time.